Well, hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think and live and make decisions. When everyone disagrees, how do we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all that information overload and choose what governs our lives? As we pray and process these things, we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> Joe. <laughs> <laughs> We've already heard your voice. You had to fill in my I name I know. There. I had to step in, pick you yeah, up, carry right. the podcast. One of these days, you're going to be a great leader. I, I know it. It's coming. <laughs> So good. We're oh, laughing man. because I broke into Joe's phone a, a second ago. Yeah, as I'm sitting here, he just grabs my phone off the table and then just points it at me to get the face ID <laughs> to work. And it worked. Oh, it did. And I'm always on like high alert at Christmas season because I always have like the Christmas gifts. I'm terrible at shopping in person. Do you do all yours online or do you go? No, I go or? in person because I actually hate. I don't. That's too strong a word. I like like when I'm shopping for somebody. I like to get something unique. Yeah. So I actually do a lot of my Christmas shopping either at um, refugee stores, like where the people are making something, you know, and selling it to help refugees, or antique stores, mm-hmm. yeah. like where I, I don't really like antiques as much as I just like really unique mm-hmm. things. So I actually don't do a lot of online shop. Heidi does that. She's like, I'm going shopping today, and, and she'll do it all at once, and that's the, the stuff the kids want, stuff like that, and I... I kind of do a version of what you just said, but online. Like I find okay. the, the small shops or I find the unique things and stuff. And I mean, every once in a while, especially with like a kid, I'm like, yeah, I went to Target.com and got the thing they wanted. But Yeah, like, that's right. Um, but that's yeah, right. when it comes to family members or Mandy or something like that, I try to get creative. Because, you know, I don't. I don't know that I want the random tchotchke that Coles thinks everybody wants this season. Yeah, I don't. Like, and so I really do everything I can if I'm going to get someone a gift to avoid the. I don't like. It, I think it's a stage of life. Like, I just if I need the random tchotchke, I just buy it myself. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to buy socks when I need them. Yeah, and my, shoes when I need them. I'm not, I'm not waiting for Christmas. My my wife. So I I just had a birthday not that long ago, and she was like, "What do you get the guy who doesn't necessarily need anything?" Because you know, at this stage of adulthood, usually it's like if you need something, it's like I could use new tires or, yeah. <laughs> you know, like or the brakes are squeaking. Yeah. Or let's consider replacing the back door. You know, it's not really birthday gift type stuff. So she actually got me a Lego set. Oh, that's fun. She got me uh, the Home Alone house. Oh, that's awesome. And so uh, Ainsley and I have been slowly working on that the last few weeks. It's like 4,000 pieces. See, now that would be fun. That, that I think that's what like when you're an adult – and you're like Christmas gifts. You're like, um, how about you just pay for something for me? You <laughs> right. know, it's really what you're saying. Yeah. Like, I need a shirt. How about you buy me one? Mm-hmm. That kind of gift is thoughtful. Heidi likes. Um, she's fun actually to shop for because she likes adventures, mm-hmm. and so it's a trip or something like that. And I actually, it's funny. Like one of my love languages is gifts. Mm-hmm. I I do enjoy gifts, but I. It's thoughtful stuff. Yeah. Even if it's a tchotchke, but it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, somebody got me uh, recently um, a game about cats. <laughs> <laughs> of course. It's that you know I yeah. like that. Yeah. Kind of stuff, but I like um, I don't know. I just like like we'll pull names and stuff like that for uh, our family's exchanges, and I'll I'll try to be thoughtful about it, and then I usually buy my siblings gifts yeah. still just the the, the, the well, I'm one of uh four 
so the three of them. And I usually go to the antique mall and get like something we had when we were a kid. Oh, nice. Which is officially how you know you're old. Yeah. You're like, well, oh, I played that game. <laughs> Jeff, antiques by definition are over 100 years old. So, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it's no, that's fun. pretty good. We do, um, with my siblings, uh, we do a penny auction. And so we set uh, a monetary limit and then um, everybody brings everything over in like just an unmarked bag. It's not wrapped. They give it to me because it's at our house, and so I end up being the auctioneer, and I pull everything upstairs, and when it's time to do the auction, everyone gets 50 pennies, and that's it. That's capped, and so, but you have, other than what you brought, you have no idea what's upstairs, and one thing comes down at a time. Nice. And so if you really, really want it, you may spend all your pennies, and then the very next thing, you're like, no, that's the thing, you know? And, <laughs> and so it adds this really fun element to it, or stuff goes for a steal, because you're like, do I spend my pennies on that? And, yeah, you know, and, and so it ends up being a blast, uh, and you get out of that, kind of like we were talking about the, the quote-unquote tchotchke at Kohl's, not to pick on Kohl's, but... Um, you also kind of get out of the, I, I got you another hat and gloves, you know, it's yeah. like you kind of buy some things that you think are fun and then you kind of go for it. And it's, it's been a really fun twist for us. We do the, um, with the, our family friends, we have a Christmas with them every year. Uh, we do like the present swap steal game. Oh yeah. And then last year, Heidi started doing the, uh, the, the stuff that you would like normally put in stockings mm-hmm. she did that saran oh, wrap yeah. ball thing that those are that's fun. fun so yeah we yeah. we have fun with it but it's the kids getting older you <laughs> yeah, know and then right. that the gifts they get for each other is probably the funnest part yeah because they'll it'll either be meaningful or hilarious right you know, that's that's kind of the way i roll too <laughs> so that's a lot of fun um, I love the Christmas season, like legitimately for all the actual Jesus reasons. Um, but when you can figure out those unique ways to really connect relationally with family and friends, it just really adds a whole different level, level of special. Yeah. Now I'm I'm building a, a major dish on my house right now. So for all of our listeners, um, <laughs> I would cash gift cards. Oh my gosh. Uh, you can make la- all those labor out to Joe Caruso. I would be open to all. <laughs> oh man. Well, that takes us what a great segue, Jeff. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. there's a spirit of the season. Oh my gosh. Um better to better to give than receive, I heard. Yeah, it depends. Say. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be next week's question. Uh so this week we're going to get into um so as of the time we're recording this, um Actually, the premiere of season three of The Chosen was just released, yeah. and um, which has been a fun resource. We, you and I have both mentioned it before. Yeah. We've both seen the first two seasons. Just really brings some of what happens in the Gospels to life, and you kind of get a really neat picture of what Jesus and his interaction with the disciples could have been like. But there are the question kind of comes this way. There are actually some rumors out there that this is like a subversive. Um, Mormon uh, endeavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some backing, apparently, way back with um, some some folks that are Mormon and and stuff like that. So, if anybody's heard those rumblings, Jeff, from what you've seen so far um, with the chosen, are, are are we watching a a Mormon resource and just enjoying it, or or does this stay pretty true to what you know we would teach here at Grace? Um, I think it stays pretty true to what we teach here at Grace. Now, I haven't seen the third season, sure. just as a disclaimer, but the first two um, have been powerful and meaningful, and I have seen no other agenda uh, 
woven into that program than the agenda to try to make Jesus's heart and mind make mm-hmm. sense. So the the guy Dallas who's uh, directing it is a very committed uh, evangelical Christian. Um, the uh, and the cast and crew are are committed to uh, making this story make sense. So I I don't nothing that I know of sure. and and uh, nothing that I would definitely nothing that I would know that I would know of to look at people and say you need to be cautious about this. I would actually be the opposite. Mm. Um, I I would actually say that the chosen. Uh, if you have not watched it or if you have not engaged it as a family, yeah. uh, you should actually make it a priority to do it. Um, it is not a kid's thing. No. Uh, there's some intensity into it. So maybe I would say like junior high up kind mm-hmm. of a thing. You got to gauge it as a family. But um, it is the best representation of Jesus I've ever seen in media. Yeah. So it is not a word-for-word thing. It is not a Bible study, yeah. um, it, th- and they don't claim to be. So they're not uh, they're not taking the Bible and making that the script and and trying to be accurate mm-hmm. to everything, uh, like word-for-word, so to say, that the Bible says. What I think they are being accurate to is they're trying. They're being accurate to the story of Jesus and his disciples. Really, is is what you're seeing in most of it. Uh, you're seeing the ministry of Jesus, you know, um, and then they're being uh, true to. I think the personality of Jesus mm-hmm. and the personality of the disciples. Now they then take an artistic license sure. and they wrap. They wrap it around uh, those truths, mm-hmm. um, but I've never seen them bend the scripture. Mm-hmm. I've never seen them uh, manipulate or change a truth. And then they are very—they're very clear. Like we're actually not trying to represent every little thing. Right. Um, we're trying to put the heart of Jesus on display, and I actually think they do a phenomenal job with it. So I actually highly recommend the chosen. I, I would agree. Um... In, in completeness, there, there's this is a great supplement to, for instance, if you were doing a Bible study. Uh, we actually did this in, in our life group. Um, we we would watch a, an episode between the weeks, <clears throat> and then we'd get together and read the certain portions of scriptures that That's pertain awesome. to the story. And then that was all like really cool background to like think through as we were reading the passages yeah. and stuff. So it was really really cool. That's a great way to do it, and it's the the Word of God says about itself that it's alive and active, sharpened to edge sword, cut into the joint marrow of the bone. So the Holy Spirit empowers the Word of God mm-hmm. in a way that he empowers nothing else, yeah. I believe. So the chosen is not the Word of God. Right. Um, but the chosen, it, it it's like what I do, mm-hmm. you do it, when we teach the Word of God, we put a context into it and a voice to it and a heartbeat behind it. That's all they're doing yep. in a story form. Um, but just like a, a, a Christ-centered pastor is trying to be faithful to God's Word while trying to make God's Word make sense to people, mm-hmm. I think that's what they're doing in the, in the Chosen. So like what you did with it, to me, would be like extremely appropriate. Like, let's watch it. Let's read the passages and let's talk about the Bible. Let's yeah. not talk about the chosen. Yeah. Let's talk about the Bible. But as a um, 
as like a an entertainment with meaning that you want to introduce into your home, it's an excellent choice. Yeah. And and I just our our family looks forward to to it coming out and, and looks forward to watching the episodes as they are released. That's awesome. Now you mentioned that this like reflects the heart of Jesus really well and we use kind of a, a nerdy term around here called relational theology. Yeah. So why why is that so important? Well, I guess what is relational theology? And because it's related to why this resource seems to be so good. Yes. Uh, and so what is relational theology, and why is that helpful for us to think that way? Relational theology, so a theology is a, a knowledge of God or an understanding of God, mm-hmm. right? And so um, all relational theology is 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 us looking and saying the way that the way that we view the bible the way that i view the bible is i don't view the bible academically i view it relationally mm. so when i am dissecting the bible i dissect it relationally not not academically mm. i'm looking for correct theology and sound doctrine so i'm not i'm not looking to change anything sure i'm just receiving it differently so if you wrote me a text and said, uh, hey, Jeff, I'm running a little bit late, um, but looking forward to hanging out tonight, I wouldn't take your text message and say, uh, hey, Jeff, Jeff is the receiver of the text. Uh, Jeff's relationship with Joe has some complexities to it. They were friends, but Jeff was also his boss, right? Mm-hmm. I'm running a little bit late. Now, there's 37 ways that Joe could have been running late. If you understand the culture of Akron, Ohio, it could have been – we're not going to – I'm just going to be like, oh, my friend's running late. We'll hang out a little bit. Yeah. That was the – that is the meaning mm-hmm. and the accurate meaning of your text. And the relationship side of it is also Joe thought enough to make sure Jeff understood that he was running late before he just wondered where he was. That's the point of the text. Right. So – Relationally, like Joe was considerate, Joe was loving, Joe was kind, Joe was thinking like a friend. This is how Mandy describes me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right? So relational theology is just looking at God's Word and saying there's re- the point of the Bible is relationship with us. Mm-hmm. The truths of the Bible, all the rest of relationships with us. Um, everything down to like uh, – somebody asked me a couple weeks ago, like, why is there geography in the Bible and does it matter? And I'm like, yeah, it matters, and everything in the Bible matters. Um, they were like, why does it matter? I said, because it, it paints a picture of what's going on in the world. It, it's giving you a context. So if you said, if you sent a text to me and said, um, hey, I'm running late. I'm in Canton. Uh, I should be like in Norton in 10 minutes, probably your house in the next 25. Mm-hmm. Like the geography orients me to the relationship. Right, yep. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that, that's what it is, and, and I look at everything in the Scripture and say what we're looking for is not the syntax and the grammatic distinctions. We're looking for the heart and the mind of God. Yeah. That's what I mean by it. So when I say the chosen, um, you could take the exact same text that you and your, your life group read, mm-hmm. and we could put it into a classroom setting. Sure. And, and we could break it down in its language, grammatical structure. Yep. Uh, we could put it into a classroom setting, and we could break down its geographical structure. I actually had to do that in mm-hmm. seminary. Same, yeah. Right? 
Or we can put it in a setting and break it down in its relational structure, which is what the chosen's trying to do. It's yeah. relational theology. That's awesome. I, I want to, you know, if, if you slowed down with this resource, um, there's actually a, a neat window. If you're listening to this really in real time, um, between watching a few episodes before Christmas and then, you know, taking the few months leading up to Easter, if you watched it kind of like old school episode per week, you'd pretty much fill that spring semester yeah. season and really get a great picture of him. If you if you uh, want any resources on that, we can help point you to some of those questions and stuff like that. But yeah, The Chosen's been absolutely uh, fantastic. Well, if you have any questions that you'd like us to address, things like, for instance, maybe one of the questions we should answer is, wait a minute, Mormonism is different than what we talk about? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That'd be you, a good question to address. Um, if you have any questions you'd like us to address, you can always submit those at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to keep making sure that we answer the questions that are on your heart and mind. If we can help you with any of those next steps, let us know. And if you like what you're listening to, make sure you rate, review, subscribe, and follow our podcast. And if you're looking for a church community, you can always join us here in person on the weekends. Or if you're out of the area, check us out online as well. Well, thanks for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. We'll see you next time.